podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. We are finally here. The end of a truly unique year for better or for worse. An emotional roller coaster filled with highs and lows that may have have taken us uh, to heights and depths that we have never gone before. I started the year off saying 2020 is an angel number and that what we had in store was a magical, empowering, transformative year. Then we started dealing with some reality checks. And as we dealt with the brink of World War III and wildfires that almost burned all of Australia, and then the tragic death of sports superstar Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, and a COVID-19 global pandemic that has robbed families and friends of millions of loved ones and led to job loss, business closures, financial insecurity, food insecurity, house insecurity, exhaustion of resources and frontline workers, growing disparity in purchase power and social inequality, racial tensions, political nonsense, the temporary suspension of all live shows and concerts, temporary ban of travels, followed by increased difficulties to travel for those who dared venture out, uncomfortable testing, a rush for a vaccine, a threat to the stability of the railroad and airline industries, as well as many other industries, and homeschooling and a desperate search for balance in the lives of families and couples now expected to find a way to do it all together simultaneously from home. It would just be cruel for me to ignore the truly shitty things that happen to so many people. I am definitely a believer that everything happens for a reason and that there is a positive angle to everything. But in the grand scheme of things, there's also the very clear reality that sometimes shitty things happen. And this year, there were tons of really shitty things. It's unimaginable to have to lose a loved one without being able to be there with them for their final moments, knowing that they may have died alone and scared. It is horrible not to be able to pay your final respects and hold a funeral or a shiva to surround yourself with the comforting love of those who care about you. It's also horrible to have to dissolve celebratory plans like weddings and baptisms and graduations, birthdays, for college students to have to go home and forego a whole year of their formative college years. I mean, my college experience was amazing, was one of the best things that ever happened in my life. I can't imagine not having had that. And for high school seniors who didn't get to have a prom, I mean, my prom was also awesome. It was shitty to have subjected our healthcare workers to something deadly that we barely understand even now without adequate PPE. It was shitty that the West Coast was in flames and air quality was so bad that people were stuck inside their homes and some people had to move away from their beloved state. Babies that were born this year may not have had the chance to socialize or explore in the same way that they would have had had it not been such a terrifying and brutally challenging time. 
Restaurants and restroom workers struggled at times, and while some were able to adapt, many others could not survive. Not to mention gyms, hair salons, cruise lines, hotels, basically the entire hospitality industry, really. Uber, Lyft, and taxi drivers. The list goes on and on and on. I get why so many people are ready to part with 2020. I really do. In many ways, so am I. I wish it could have been with my whole family this year, as it was the original plan, you know, for New Year's. The NCAA tournament was canceled, and I was sure that the Terps would win the national championship for the second time in their entire history. I had tickets and hotel booked for the Final Four and final game in Atlanta, and I was sure that we would be there. I even bought tickets in an amazing seat for Scott and I to watch the Braves game. And Scott's a huge Braves fan, and I have never been to Atlanta. So we even booked restaurants. I mean, we had reservations for everything. I was sure we were going to be there. I also had pit tickets for SPAC, you know, to see Dave Matthews. Bringing my dad for the first time ever. Two nights in a row, best hotel and best hotel room booked. Our friends and I were organizing a caravan. SPAC 2020, we kept chanting all the way back to the summer of 2019 when we were sure that it would happen. But it didn't. My best friend and I had VIP access and plans to go to Coachella for the first time. We were going to hang out with Beyonce. And I had an awesome invitation to Burning Man, which I have been curious about for years. But that too did not pan out. I was going to be in Tahiti for my birthday on an overwater bungalow, diving right into the clear blue waters filled with beautiful sea life that I could just stare at all day long. But nope. And of course... Since last December, like I mentioned before, I was planning to spend this New Year's Eve in Rio, my birth city, at the Copacabana Palace Hotel or renting a beachfront apartment on Atlantic Avenue to watch the world's most beautiful firework display alongside my whole family and some friends that I haven't seen in a very long time. And that too was not meant to be. So many awesome plans. So many adventures, so many certainties that turned out to be not so. We can plan all we want, but nature always gets its way. The only thing that we have control over is our mind, how we choose to perceive things, what we choose to focus on. And the good news is that is literally our only reality. In my case, Despite having made less money this year than prior years because less hearings were being held and less cases were closing with all the delays in the court system, I actually was able to save by just being home. I know many people were lucky enough to also be able to work from home and they too saved on gas and time and food since we were all cooking from home or most of the time at least and eating out less. And on clothes and makeup for the girls that wear it. And even the dry cleaning bill was lower. And we had no choice but to enjoy the people that we live with. And for those who live alone, they had to learn to enjoy their own company. I know that mental health was also a big deal and was also negatively impacted in many ways. But positively in many others, depending on who you ask. So many people have expressed lessons in gratitude in appreciating what they have instead of wondering what more they want. People learn to live with less 
they realized the importance of what's truly important in life. And so many people stepped in to help others in need. Certainly, we saw some of the worst in people. I know. I was watching the news every once and again, even though I kind of avoided like the plague most of the time. But all in all, I think it's safe to say that we saw the best in people even more so. I had numerous dreams come true this year. Some that I can't share <laughs> and others that I am happy to share just to be able to motivate those who are still wondering if they will ever be able to reach their dreams. I know that we all have different starting points and that I have been very blessed in my life, but I also have been the master of my own destiny and I am where I am in great part due to the choices that I made. Choices related to wanting to do good to other people and not in an altruistic way, believe me, because helping others actually makes me feel good and that is why I do it. But the universe doesn't punish us for that. Self-love is also love. Self-gratitude also, is also gratitude. And being proud and confident is not the same thing as being cocky and boastful. There is a major difference, as I have mentioned before. And that difference is attributable to how we behave and how we actually perceive our values. You see, recognizing what's good about what you do and showcasing that is okay. What's not okay is for you to think you're worth more than someone else because of what you've done and who you are. If you think you're more important than someone else, well, that's a problem. We're all equally important. We contribute in different ways, but we are equally important. For years, I have been saying that working from home for those who are able to do that um, would be a great thing. And I know many people don't agree, especially after the experience of this year. Some people disagree even more than they thought they would, but many more people actually do agree. 2020 forced companies to adapt to the technology that has already been available for years. And it allowed mothers and fathers and husbands and wives and daughters and sons and siblings and friends to spend more time with those that they share a home with because there was less commuting. There was less time wasted, also less expense and less pollution. And the environment thanked us by bringing back the blue skies in cities that had not seen it for years due to the smog of polluting agents. Entire species came off the extinction list because humans weren't around them as much to harm them. Remote areas became more popular and they got new residents that no longer had to live in crowded overpriced cities with lower standards of living just to be close to work. And real estate boomed. Interest rates were lowered. Restaurants that refused to offer delivery now do. And because of that, more people were able to have access to their food and find out about them. They gained new followers, new patrons. The work from home ability also helped those with physical disabilities who would otherwise be expected to make huge sacrifices to physically be somewhere doing work that they could be doing from home just because employers used to have a hard time trusting their employees to work independently. And many now see that they can. And those who can't be trusted could no longer hide in the coattails of physical presence and sucking up to superiors. Work product became the true measurement of value. And it also helped women in many ways, even though for some, having their kids doing remote learning created an extra layer of challenges, especially if you were a single mother. I feel that we all also realize how codependent we are and how that is perfectly okay. And not just okay, but it's a beautiful necessity. We realized how much we depend on workers 
that we normally don't value as much, like doctors and nurses, UPS and FedEx and USPS workers, cleaners, cooks, deliverers, teachers, police officers, firemen. We realize that we should help when we can and that we should ask for help when we need it. We realize that none of us can do everything on our own. We need each other. We don't know everything. We need each other so much more than we knew we did. Humans are pack animals and life is better shared. I think at no time was it more clear than this year. From what I hear, this also humbled certain lines of work because I don't think we will be hearing flight attendants make snark remarks about passengers for walking into bathrooms barefoot anymore because they'll just be happy that people are flying at all. <laughs> And industries at risk of extinction have learned to appreciate the people that keep them employed. And people have also learned to appreciate these industries' existence irrespective of how bad a service they offer sometimes because having them is better than not having them at all. Because how could we get around if it wasn't for the airline industry and the railroad system? I mean, if they go, what is going to be of us? And hopefully the result will be improved attitudes all around and a happy middle ground of mutual love and respect when it's all over. For me, I'm just so grateful for both the blessings and the lessons that this year brought me. If it weren't for 2020, I may not have met my favorite painter, Alexei Batursky, when he came to my town at a time that I would normally be traveling and unable to come down to the art gallery to meet him. And if it weren't for 2020, I would not have spent as much time with my husband, who worked from home 99% of the time this year, as I always hoped that he would. And I would not have been able to go for walks together and cook meals together, watch sunrises and sunsets together, because normally his commute was an hour and 40 minutes each way, and he was always tired. I also would not have spent as much time at home and therefore would not have been able to video chat with my grandparents and my friends as much as I did. I would not have discovered so many local gems and local artists and made more local friends that I met online when the artists were streaming for They were streaming for tips on Facebook and Instagram Live, and I would not have reconnected with long-lost friends either. And I would not have had the extra reason of sharing workspace with my husband to finally take the plunge and really look for the dream home. And if it weren't for, the for 2020, I would not have been able to find it. And perhaps without the low interest rates, I would not have been able to afford it either. But 2020 happened, and now it's leaving us. Personally, I think it's bittersweet. I feel like I was blessed by this year, and I'm afraid to see it go, even though I'm also ready for what comes next. I was so happy to see entire animal shelters empty because so many people rushed to adopt dogs and cats. People wanted company. And they learned to appreciate the company of animals. I saw people driving around with their dog. I had never seen so many people driving around with their dog before. And I was thinking maybe it's because finally they realize how lonely their dogs must be whenever they are home alone while they go to work or something. I don't know. But it was a beautiful thing. All I hope, though, is that the pandemic goes away, but the blessings and the lessons stay. I hope that people continue to work from home as much as possible. And maybe I also hope that the middle row and planes are kept empty. <laughs> Although, of course, that's a pretty selfish and utopian dream of mine. 
because how could they possibly survive without all of the seeds being taken? But I hope that we continue to check in on each other and help each other and love each other and appreciate each other and count on each other more and more over time. When this year started, I said that it would be transformative. And um, I guess I was right. May 2021 be a year filled with all the good and none of the bad from this year. And may the same be the case for every year after that. Happy New Year to all of you. Stay safe and healthy. And remember, life is meant to be lived. There are no guarantees. It can all disappear overnight. So live while you're alive. Grab life by the horns. Take on opportunities. In carpe diem, no regrets. Just as many experiences as possible. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at HighVibeAdvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at HighVibeAdvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next year, which is next Wednesday.